Rain or shine, it's here to make you laugh. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. And now your host, Kyle Ruff. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. This is your host, yet again, Kyle Ruff. In today's episode, we're doing a cross-promotion episode, if you will, with my buddy Scott Curtis of the Behind the Bits podcast. Scott's a really cool guy. He started doing comedy when he was 50. And now he's got his own show, and he reaches out to other comedians from around the country just to get a feel for different comedy scenes and things like that. He reached out, and so we did kind of a cross-interview I interviewed him, he interviewed me, so sorry for those of you who have already heard my boring story a couple times, but uh, there's a little bit of that sprinkled in there. But it was a great conversation, so I hope you enjoy it, check it out. also want to say before the episode gets going, it is Monday the 13th. This Saturday, we still have some space available for our free outdoor show, Comedy in the Park at the Steamboat Botanic Gardens. Right now it's about half full because of uh, the big old Rona. We have limited seating. Even though it is free, you just got to sign up ahead of time to guarantee you get a spot. You can show up at the last minute if you want. There will be standing room on the outside of the uh, designated area, but you're better off signing up. So if you can, go ahead and jump on SteamboatComedy.com or our Facebook event and reserve your spot. There's going to be two shows, one at 5 o'clock. One at 7 o'clock, both with our buddy Pat Truer. So, yeah, I hope to see you there and check it out. And either way, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, we're live on Facebook and YouTube. It's Behind the Bits podcast, and I'm here with Kyle Ruff from the Steamboat. What is it? The Steamboat? uh, Steamboat Comedy, I guess. Steamboat Comedy. Um, Steamboat. Steamboat is actually a city in Colorado. Yeah, it's uh, it's Steamboat Springs. Yeah, Steamboat yeah is, that, is that a ski town? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely a ski okay. town. It's uh, way up um, it's at Northwest Colorado. So you you leave Denver, you drive northwest for about three hours, and then you end up in a little valley with a ski hill and okay. a bunch of rednecks. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Um, so I found you by uh, one of the things I'm doing is looking for independent podcasts that um, they don't have to center around comedy, but I, I kind of look at the comedy ones. And I sure. found yours because um, you, we had a mutual guest, Mark Masters. Uh, he was one of my first guests. and I think he was one of your first guests. And I just mm-hmm. started listening. And it seems like you guys got a really cool scene going on there. And I guess we decided to interview each other um, because uh, I think you're like me. I never get to talk about myself on my podcast uh, because they go too long, and I don't want to. I don't want to start talking about myself. I just like to let the guests talk. So if we if we talk to each other, maybe we'll uh, our listeners will get to know a little bit about each other. Yeah, sounds good. I did. Um, I did do one episode. They kind of focused on me. It was funny. Our uh, um, Miles Sanchez, one of the other Steamboat comics, 
early on, I think it's probably like episode five or something like that. He's like, hey, I think uh, we should do maybe just podcasts where we like feature each one of us. And I was mm. like, okay, sounds good. And he goes, you go first. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so there is, there's one episode that's kind of about me, but just for the sake of us getting to know each other, we can kind of talk a little more about it. And yeah. I can kind of fill you in um, on the steamboat comedy scene. Cause it's been kind of a cool thing that, uh, that I'm linked with. I'm trying to adjust my shirt so you can see my, my yeah. logo. There it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really neat. And I, I like the website and I like what you're doing there. And especially for, you know, a fairly small town, you guys got quite a scene going there. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's where, I mean, like I said, we're kind of like in the, in the middle of nowhere, I was talking to you about where the steamboat is, uh, but there is a lot of, uh, really eager comics out of Denver. Mm. Um, so not only have we found that there's a lot of people just like in this small town that are pretty talented and we put together shows with, but, uh, there's a lot of really talented, experienced comedians in Denver that are really looking for like, uh, chances to get showcased and stuff. So we, a lot of times we'll put together shows here with a lot of local talent and then I'll call up somebody that I know is like on the verge maybe of being a headliner in Denver and uh, hmm. is willing to make the trip up and I don't have to pay him anything. <laughs> and then yeah. they come up and we do a show here or I pay him very little. I give him basically, I give him a ski pass and that's usually good enough. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. This little scene um, all started off of a, a Facebook post. Uh, our buddy Don Mazuko who's on some of the earlier episodes him and Brittany Kohler's or uh, yeah, Brittany Joe Kohler, I guess. I don't know exactly how she likes to go by but Brittany. <laughs> everyone in Steamboat knows Brittany to say crazy Brittany. She's everywhere. And uh, <laughs> they got together and they're like, you know, this could be fun. And they put out a Facebook post and uh, myself and a couple other people had done comedy once or twice before. So we're like, let's do it. And we crashed an open mic, uh, like a music open mic. And uh-huh. it was a great turnout. It went really well. And uh, then, like a bunch of assholes, uh, we decided to just start like booking venues and doing comedy shows with a bunch of us who have all done comedy like three times, and uh, it went pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and there's kind of some ups and downs there. If you uh, in the Steamboat Comedy Podcast, the first probably. I don't know, eight episodes or so are kind of us going through the journey of how we got started and like our first show we did on Valentine's Day was a big success. And then mm-hmm. we turned around and just booked another show a month later for St. Patrick's Day. And that was kind of a uh, shit show. And mm-hmm. then uh, it's been kind of been some ups and downs. And then we've been uh, networking with some other people, uh, brought in some comics from New York and like I said, from Denver, from Chicago. Um and we're just trying to keep building this scene and make it kind of like a destination uh, comedy scene. Um, Cause we're, what we're trying to, or what we're starting to find out is that a lot of comedians like to go skiing. And yeah. so <laughs> I'll be like a lot of these guys, cause we all myself included in a lot of the other comics, a lot of people just in town here work mm-hmm. at the ski resort. And so we get kind of like hookups and stuff. Like I get cheap lift tickets. And mm-hmm. so I'll tell a guy like, Hey, I can't really pay you for a gig, but uh I'll buy you a plane ticket and I'll buy you a couple days worth of lift tickets. And then my roommate will get you free rentals. What do you say about that? And they're like, awesome, let's do it. And then they come out do a comedy show. They get like, you know, a thousand dollars worth of uh, vacation. And I only have to pay them, you know, 20% of that. 
Mm-hmm. So we're trying to trying to like build this kind of like symbiotic relationship between us and the mountain and uh, other comedians. So so that's far really, it's been going great. That's really cool. And it's you know one of the things I've noticed uh, following comedy is Denver's kind of becoming uh, like L.A. and New York Junior. Uh, I oh, yeah. mean, so many comics coming out of Denver and that scene is getting to be where, you know, it's tough to get mic time now because, oh, yeah. because there's so many that, that are, uh, in line for it. So, you know, having, having an alternative that isn't, you know, several States away is uh, really nice to be doing in your town. Yeah, it's true. We've, we've gone down and done uh, some open mics down in Denver and had some good experiences and in Boulder too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely, I mean, the whole medium is growing, but Denver as a scene, especially Denver, Denver as a city, just in general, has been blown yeah. up in the last 20 years or so. If you, you go to the airport out there and you just, like, look around and there's just like vast fields with just like, cookie cutter houses that you can tell they're like oh shit there's too many people they started like you know yep. crapping out houses in a row and everyone's moving into them it's, yeah it's, the whole town is just insane but yeah uh, yeah the comedy scene it's it's definitely the biggest in this time zone mm. i would say you know what i mean it's kind of like new york chicago denver la yeah um and uh, i'm excited to try to keep getting down there and uh doing more spots i'm We've been trying to network a little bit with some comedians. We're kind of getting our brand out there. Um, I was there was a lot of good moves happening before, of course, uh, the Rona took over and mm. that kind of slowed things down. But uh, we got our foot in the door with that scene where we can kind of, you know, have good opportunities for ourselves and for Denver comedians. Mm. You know, it's really great that you've got a group of you guys working together to uh, put these shows on and uh, not one a single person has to take on the whole weight of it. Uh, we, I've got a group of young people up here by me that are doing that. And it's, it's really great because, uh, first of all, uh, everybody brings something else to the table. Uh, so, you know, somebody may be better at planning and somebody may be better at art and somebody may be better at, uh, the, uh, um, what, whatever you do to, get stuff out there the the media yeah yeah, the Mm. promotion stuff so it's 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 nice to get a group of people together um as long as you can still get along (laughs) you know yeah yeah that's the tricky part sometimes yeah we've had relatively little drama in the uh the comedy club here so that's good but now we've got uh one of our regulars on the scene guy named mac really funny guy he's a really good graphic designer and he does a lot of our posters here i'll show you i got a bunch of posters on the wall check this guy out so that's one he did for us oh yeah uh, that's sweet. desperation day yeah and he did that all by hand and then here's another one that's our buddy uh cory david from denver he did that one himself um so yeah it's pretty cool and then like you know the local bar they did what this one over here very nice uh so yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. We're uh, we're really lucky to have a lot of talented people who are all kind of willing to help out. You know, mm-hmm. I I do most of the heavy lifting from a uh, uh, an organizing standpoint and yeah. like trying to get funds and you know figure out what to do with like when we do make any money, which is basically never like what we do with our change to try to bribe yeah. people to come back and stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah. 
No, it's uh, it's it's a great group of people we got here. A great group of uh, of regulars, um, who come out all the time, uh, and we're, you know, we were we were doing nothing but growing mm-hmm. up until obviously all of the uh, uh, and the world came to an end. But um, yeah. we're if we ever get out of this, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hope that we keep on that same momentum. You know. Yeah. If uh, if people can just. Uh stay in the house for a while we'll get over it but uh yeah i guess they on don't your goddamn masks <laughs> <laughs> i just got a couple new ones today because i lost one and i need i need a giant mask because i have a giant head so uh i i have to get them ordered special i just got a couple new ones today so i'm happy about that yeah you're a big ass dude didn't i hear that on the other podcast aren't you like six six or something like that yeah six five yeah actually i'm shrinking a little bit though so uh, I, you, I think I'm you, like six, four and three quarters now. So <laughs> if you were, if you were dyslexic, we'd be the same height, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so did you grow up in uh, the steamboat area or where did you grow up? Uh, no, I, I grew up in the Midwest. Um, okay. Close to oh, yeah, uh, you're, where you're, you're at. Mm-hmm. I grew up uh, just south of the Michigan border in Ohio between um Toledo and Bowling Green, if everybody knows where that oh, is. Yeah. Uh, basically in the farm fields out there. It's funny. I, I grew up in the sticks, basically. And uh, I got a buddy who is from Nebraska, but he's from like Omaha. He's from like a big city. And everyone always talks like, oh, you're from like the cornfields in Nebraska, you big hillbilly. And <laughs> no one ever says that to me, even though I actually grew up in the cornfields. And yeah. He grew up in a city and he's like, why is everyone giving me shit about this? Just because <laughs> I'm from Nebraska. But uh, yeah, so I grew up out there and then I went to college um, at Northern Michigan University, which is in uh, the UP, way up there. And yeah. uh, did that for a while. After college, I moved to Cincinnati for a couple of years hanging out with my my brother lives there and then uh i was actually going to teach english in south korea and in the meantime a friend of mine from college uh mr reed belmonte who i've recently talked into doing comedy with us uh he as basically that's how i keep growing the seeds. i just pester all of my friends until they give it a shot it's yeah working out pretty well um <laughs> But uh, he was like, hey, before you go to uh, Korea, you should come hang out with me in Glacier National Park in Montana. And I was like, okay. I had a couple months to kill. And I moved out there and fell in love with it. And in the meantime, the South Korea thing fell through, to make a long story short. And that was where I met this uh, really cool community of people. And it it was this seasonal work kind of scene. Like a lot of people uh, work the national park circuits and stuff. And there's a big group of us that would spend every summer in uh, Glacier National Park. And then every winter here in Steamboat Springs, like a pipeline Uh going back and forth. And Uh I did that for five years. Uh, And it was great. I love Glacier National Park. If you ever get a chance to go, it's way the hell out in the middle of nowhere, but it's, it's just the best. It's it's the most beautiful country on earth. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I miss it every day. But yeah. uh, um, I kind of got sick of my the company I was working for there. And also in the meantime, this comedy thing kind of started here. And I was like, I'm just going to live in Steamboat year round. So now I've been here for two years straight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's it's a great little town. It's got that same kind of seasonal vibe where, you know, in the spring and the fall, we call it mud season, if you will. Uh-huh. Everything kind of shuts down. It slows down. Um, it's a really cool spot, man. It's, it's a great town. It's beautiful in the summer, too. Everyone comes here for the winter for the skiing. But in the summer, there's a lot to do outside. It's really green. Uh, everyone floats the river downtown. Mm-hmm. Um and occasionally they do stand-up comedy. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's amazing how many comics come from small towns. It, it, it's just it just seems like that's a common denominator for so many comics. Your small town, there was a cornfield. I mean, that, that's exactly what I had. So it's 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 neat to see that. Um, as far as comedy is concerned, so when you f- first started doing stand-up, it was there in Steamboat, right? No, well, the first time I did stand up was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, Ann Arbor, Michigan. All right. Yeah, yeah. I uh, home of Bob Seger. Is it really? I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, grew up, <laughs> grew up in Ann Arbor. Yep. <laughs> nice. I thought I grew up in Scatman Do, but I guess uh, <laughs> guess I don't know. But um, no, my my girlfriend uh is in grad school there. Okay. Uh, she has been for several years, and I I skipped out on one winter to move to Ann Arbor with her um, just to kind of give the whole like regular world a shot again. And it fell through. I, I couldn't stand it. I had to be somewhere that, you know, where everyone is a derelict like here, but, uh, <laughs> but there was a comedy club there and it would, it had been something I'd always thought about, but I was always living in these random remote locations. And so hmm. I, I never really had a chance to do it. And we, we went to an open mic uh, and watched it. And, you know, it's one of those things where um, there's some good people and some bad people. And you think to yourself, like, well, you know, like even if I completely eat shit, I'll at least be better than that guy was. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, what do I really have to lose? Yeah. And so, uh, so I went up there and uh, it went really well. And I was like, this is great. I invited out some friends I was working with there at the time and got some good responses. And then uh, I ended up moving back to Steamboat. And uh, that's when that the random Facebook post happened. And I was like, it was actually a friend of mine had known that I had done it and he tagged me in it. Mm. And so then I got on board with that and met all these people. And uh, the rest is history. As they yeah, say. That's cool. Now, uh Growing up, what were who were your comedy influences? Who were the ones that made you want to do that? Um, I mean the 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 urge just to be funny was a combination of my dad and uh, Jim Carrey, probably, okay. <laughs> and uh, maybe a little Mike Myers and um, uh, uh, Farley those kind of people just always like that. I was just like, you know, making my friends laugh. And, uh, I was into performing. I was really into acting as a kid. I used to do a lot of theater, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then life just kind of happened and, uh, you know, you go to college, you get through the motions, but, um, I kind of, that all went away, uh, or at least was dormant for a while. And then it came back out after college, uh, when I when I got a chance to do some stand up in Ann Arbor, I mean, several years later, I didn't do my first bit. It was uh, the week after my 29th birthday. Okay. So, but then like influences, I mean, those are some of my favorites. I'm a big fan of like uh, 
Doug Stanhope for like actual stand-up comedy. Uh, Stanhope, I was always like George Carlin, even when I was a kid. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't super into stand-up comedy as a kid just because it wasn't uh, really prevalent. You know what I mean? Mm. It was more just like like comedic actors and Saturday Night Live and that kind of thing. Yeah, the whole heyday uh, of stand-up kind of, you know, that was like 82 to 89. That's, you know, that's mm-hmm. when every that's when Seinfeld came up and Leno mm-hmm. and all those folks came up during during that time and then, you know, it was kind of a vast wasteland for a while, but that's when uh, that's when all the comedy the comedy clubs actually started sprouting up after the heyday. Uh, and they were, you know, they were too late. The, the big comedy clubs obviously were there, but these small ones like the, um, oh, what did we have? We, we had a, we didn't have a Zanies. We had a, um, it was like a laugh comedy. It, it, it was a franchise comedy club and, and it went on for a few years and I saw some good comics there, but you know, it just wasn't sustainable because they, had these giant rooms that they had to pay for and pay for the um, comic and pay for the booze and all that kind of stuff. And it just, it just wasn't something that was sustainable. And then, then we started getting comedy in smaller rooms around here and that, that works a lot better. So it's, it's, it's kind of a weird evolution that uh, it's not so much the club stuff anymore as you, you're going to find comedy at a brewery. You're going to find it, um, at, at a, a bar, a VFW, you know, you're going to find it all those places now instead of a dedicated comedy club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there's definitely still uh, the best places to go are some of the dedicated ones, but I think, uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of places are just a lot of like eager young comedians, which is basically what we're doing here. will just be like, Hey, you know, I'm going to go to the bar down the street and say, do you guys want to do comedy on Thursdays? And mm-hmm. then the, the bar's like, sure, we got basically nothing to lose. And then they organize it and that kind of thing. I feel like that's that's just so much easier than having to have a dedicated club and, yeah. you know, investing in it. So it kind of makes sense to have that kind of organic growth in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I've 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 kicked around the idea of like maybe someday we'll start a comedy club here in Steamboat, and then I'm like, who the hell is gonna be there? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I got like six people that I have to beg just to come to open mic here half the time. And uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, we have good turnouts most of the time, but like you know, in the mud season month, I'll be like, hey, you guys, anybody come in? And it'll be me doing 45 minutes and some <laughs> guy I picked out of the crowd. Um, but. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, so for your kind of scene, um, is it all mics that you're running yourself, or what is that like, or where do you go? So we have a uh, a comedy club that is part of a um, a bar diner. It's called the Drop Comedy Club, and what okay. they did is they built a room on, and they've got curtains and stuff like that, and it seats. I, I think they can do like maybe up to 80 people, 70 or 80 people in there. Um, if they take the tables out and just put chairs and mm. you know, they, they get some pretty, pretty big name comedians. They get a lot from Chicago cause we're so close to Chicago, but you know, I've seen Stuart Huff there. Um, I think, uh, I think Bob Zaney's done that one. I, I mean, they get, 
they, they get really, really good ones and then really good up and coming ones. So you get a real good variety. So they've got that. And then I've put on a few shows myself. Um, you mentioned shit show. Mine were, mine have all been pretty much shit shows. <laughs> uh, they, I mean, I guess I, I did have one that had a, uh, really good turnout. And my, my thing is, is I want some of these comics that haven't experienced getting paid to understand what it means to get paid. So I always do five bucks at the door and, um, I split, split stuff up equally between them. And, uh, that way they can go away with something. I mean, you know, it, it's been 15 bucks and up to 30 bucks and that's it. But you know, uh, it's, it's something and they know what it, what it means to get paid because I think that's what comics forget to ask sometimes. And they think that, you know, they're, 10 or 20 minutes on stage isn't worth anything. But when you think about all the work that you put in to get that tight 10, tight 20, um, that's a lot of hours. So you should get paid. Sure. I mean, if it was up to me, I'd get paid a whole bunch every time I do. Comedy, yep. right? It doesn't always work that way. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, we, we have had some shows where we've charged at the door and it's, it's still had good attendance. Um, and uh, but usually, I mean, I, I usually so sink so much money into promotions and things like that, that at the end of the day, we only make a few bucks. And, um, most of the guys around here are pretty understanding and they're like, just put it towards, you know, like new equipment or new, uh, like trying to get people out here. Mm. Everyone's, anyone's pretty much on board, especially, and it's one of these things too, that like right before the Corona hit, we were kind of starting to get on like more of like a consistent, um, we're all actually bringing in a little revenue from what we're doing. Mm. Uh, that all kind of crashed. I, the, the last, we did a two shows right before the pandemic hit the town here. It was a, I did a show. I had two lined up for a Thursday and a Friday. We had a Thursday it was a free. We tried to do a, a, a storytelling show is like in the style of uh, this is not happening. Um, like if you know the comedy central show, yep. Which we actually, in one of the podcasts, the one we did with uh, Sean Patton, he was coming through and we hit him up. We actually called Ari Shafir on the phone at the end and he was like, we like got his blessing to use it. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was just like in a green room. He's like, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, sure. Maybe Comedy Central will pick you up. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, we talked to Ari Shafir. <laughs> so we did that and it had a great turnout, but then... Um, I said that was right when shit was starting to get crazy. And then Friday, the next day we had a show and uh, I charged 10 bucks at the door and uh, we only sold 19 tickets, uh, which normally this venue will, it will max at about a hundred people. Yeah. Um, and so that was just a big bummer. And it was, nobody wanted to go outside. I ended up losing my ass on the money on that. After I, I paid a bunch of comics from Denver to come up. Um, so it's, it's for me, it's like, I'd like to pay everyone, but, uh, breaking even sometimes is a little difficult, Yeah, you know? So, and as long as everybody that you're working with is on board, uh, you know, I, the, the reason why I want these, yeah, I mean, these, these are just kids. I mean, these, these guys are, some of them are, you know, barely 21 and I, I just want them to understand that, you know, they've got some worth and, um, uh, I don't need any money. So I want them to 
get some money and it, I know people. So if I can get people to, to let me do it and get people to come, then, uh, then I can bring them up. So that's, that, that's the whole thing that I'm trying to do. And I did sure. one, it was really cool. I hired a guy to, um, a, a professional videographer and I did a showcase and I gave everybody 10 minutes and I, um, had him, uh, do separate videos for each comic and, uh, high quality stuff. And then I, um, got those chopped up and put into a OneDrive and gave it to all of them. And instead of paying them, I paid him. And, you know, I made just enough to pay him. <laughs> I think I had to kick in like five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now they've got a, they've got a high quality video that they can send to clubs and stuff. And that's great. And a lot of them probably would have had to pay a good chunk of money to do that on their own anyway. So, yeah. you know, if just doing, if just doing good material will pay for someone recording a good material, I'd say that's a win-win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the bad part was they recorded me too. And I, I just did a shit job. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a waste. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. We try, I try to record most things that we do. Um, there is on steamboatcomedy.com. Uh, there's a couple of our live shows that are recorded on there. We did, um, we did, one at the chief theater last summer. So there's a, a public was, well, I guess it's not technically public, but a uh, mostly public theater downtown that fits about 140 people, mm -hmm. actually about 150. And we did a free show there last summer and sold the place out. Uh, they're bringing in extra chairs and I paid a guy to film that one and it was totally worth it. Mm -hmm. um, we all kind of pitched in. Uh, and so that's great. And so now, uh, everyone who is in that show can direct their family and everyone to the website and watch their bits. And we, I just uploaded a couple more. We did a, a show on new year's Eve um, that the theater actually organized themselves. And uh, they just kind of contracted us, each of us 50 bucks to be in it. Mm. Um, and that was another sold out one. It was awesome. And then, uh, Oh, got a thing on my phone. Oh, wait. And, uh, we just finally got the recordings of that. So all of that's on uh, the YouTube page too. So it's, we've had pretty good luck with getting our stuff recorded. Um, and I've been trying to do that's another kind of draw to try to get more people in like, Hey, you can show your friends that you did it. Yeah. That kind of thing, you know, yeah. cause it doesn't really cost anything as long as you already got the camera, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. So if somebody comes to see you do comedy, what, what should we expect out of your act? Um, some amateur bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I, my, my personal act is kind of more, uh, um, I wouldn't say that it's, it like toes the line of being clean, but it's not, you know, mm. like I could, I could probably keep it relatively clean. It's a lot of like, uh, I do, I talk a lot about like relationship stuff, kind of like, observational some storytelling stuff like that um that's more of my wheelhouse i'm not i'm not great on the one-liners we got a a guy who comes and does a lot of our shows a guy named matt newland mm. around here hilarious guy and he is really good he does the real like kind of like not one-liners but like maybe like two-liners you know what yeah. i mean 
yeah. great with the setup and the punchline. And he's got a great dry delivery. And uh, I like that kind of humor, but it's just not, it's not natural for me. It's not my kind of style. Yeah. You know, I'm more of, I'm more of a uh, storyteller and I like to kind of like get animated. Um, I do, uh, I do a bit about uh, girls who go to the gym and only work out their butts. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> which I don't know if you've seen, I just call them butt girls. They're yeah. everywhere. And um <laughs> I, I'll get up on stage and I kind of do all the motions of all the ass exercises they do and things. Uh, like that. I like I like being silly and falling down and and shit like that. Uh, um, what about you? Yeah, What's your style like? That sounds good. Um, actually, very close to the same. I mean, a lot of mine's relationship stuff and uh, raising kids stuff. I'm actually the funny thing is is during this virus stuff. I I don't know if you had the same trouble I had, but it, it's hard to write because you don't see an end to it and you don't see any reason to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm actually forcing myself every morning to write out some of those one and two liners, uh, just so that I'm doing something and I'll do, I'll, I'll do like, um, uh, pull up the USA today site and just do stuff on the news and stuff like that. Uh, and I've, I'll never use it, but I've done a couple zoom mics where I did that and it actually went okay. So I, you know, I'm doing that, but my real stuff is really the same as you. It's stories. It's, uh, you know, I've been with my wife for 37 years and I've got two kids that are grown. So I've got that stuff and I am starting to write a little bit about my childhood and stuff like that too. But, um, I'm, I'm clean. Uh, and I'm, the funny thing is, is, you know, I cuss a lot as a, as a regular, you know, the, uh, the autocorrect on my phone. Um, if I type the word FN fuck just comes up now. So that, right. <laughs> that's, that's the way I text, but, uh, I've always, um, thought that I should be clean on stage just because of the way I look, um, because I, I don't look like a guy who would talk dirty. I look like a pharmacist or a, a basketball <laughs> coach or something. So, um, well, you could be like Bob Saget and just throw everyone a curveball, you know? Yeah. What I mean? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got you the dad on that show. And he's up there yeah. talking about <laughs> fisting and whatever nasty shit he talks about. Yeah. But, it's funny. I, you know, the comics around here will give each other notes, and I've got a bit where I talk about my wife and I, somebody says we don't have anything in common. I talk about what we have in common. And, um, I, I mix a lot of young language with old language. So, um, I, I said, we don't front and I go into, you know, she don't front, I don't front. And, uh, one of the comics said, uh, you should really punctuate that with, yeah, we don't fuck around. And I tried it a couple times and it went really well but I didn't feel like it, it fit. It didn't fit my image. So I had to lose that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's always there in my back pocket, but it, 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 I just don't feel good about, um, inserting that, um, when I've been clean the whole time. So sure. Yeah. You can do a little mix of the old and new and be like, these whippersnappers don't fuck around. You know? I, <laughs> and that's one of the things I'm doing. I'm just looking for words. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to throw shit out and see what sticks. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's good. Uh, being clean or at least writing clean and you could always like dirty it up, sprinkle a little dirt on there, mm. but it gives you is I actually talked to um, our last 
two podcasts ago talking with our buddy Pat Truer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being clean or having the option of it just opens so many doors yeah. for you. You know what I mean? So it's it's a good habit to get into. And then if you're in, you know, a, a club with a bunch of young kids and they're, you know, rowdy frat boys, then you can always be like, fucking, right? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Dirty words. And uh, and switch it up is easy to do. It's easier to do that than the other way around than yeah. trying to clean up a dirty act. The the thing is, is everybody wants to be true to themselves. And I think you can I think you can approach um like tough subjects uh, uh, and still stay clean. And, hmm. um, you know, you, you can do sex, you can, you, you can uh, do racism, you can do, you know, everything, everything that's going on today, you can do that and stay clean. Hmm. Or you can go the other way and just, you know, go on a total tirade and you use all the words. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, both of them are great. Uh, none of them offend us. Uh, and, but, you know, it's, it's just what you choose to do. Sure. Yeah. You got to find your voice. I mean, that's, that's really part of what it's about. I, uh, I, it's funny. I was, um, who was it? We were just talking the other day and somebody was asking me, you're kind of like, Oh, what, what comic do you compare yourself to? And that kind of thing. And I just don't, um, uh, I don't know. I, I never think about, writing anything in any voice other than my own which mm. i guess sounds kind of cheesy but it's like you know like i'm not doing a character when i'm yeah. on stage I'm just being myself mm. and sometimes i don't even know what it is because i don't always know what it looks like from the outside other than when i like watch it later but mm. uh, yeah i don't know the the whole like like finding your voice is one thing but the whole like doing a character thing was always kind of foreign to me outside of like that, an impersonation right you know? and the problem with that is it's, you know, it's great if it works, you know, let's bring Larry, the cable guy in. So, you know, that worked for him, but that's the only thing he can be now. And you, you know, you just know that he gets sick of saying, get her done. And and (laughs) I would hope so. I'm uh, sick of it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's, that's comedy for the masses. And, and, you know, he, Obviously, you know, I guess if I was at his stage when he started and I found out I could, um, you know, buy a couple of houses and boats and all that kind of stuff by saying, get her done, I might do it too. So. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, it's one of those things people can shit on Larry the Cable Guy, but it's like, yeah, he's also like a multimillionaire and everyone yeah. loves him and he does commercials and movies and stuff. So it's like, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> is he really doing it wrong? I don't think he is. Yeah. I think he's doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. And Carrot Tops had a show in Vegas for how many years? You know, he's oh, you know he's, he's got so much money he doesn't know what to do with it. I would love the last time I was in Vegas, I tried really hard to see Carrot Top because I've heard his show is so great, but it was sold out. I couldn't see it. Me and my yeah. dad were gonna see it. We waited too long. It was sold out like two days ahead of time. Did you um, get a chance to see Penn and Teller when you were there? No, God, I wish. No, I didn't. I didn't get to see any comedy in Vegas. Yeah. I wanted to see I, any of those guys. Plus, uh, uh, the amazing Jonathan has been there forever, and I've heard yeah. his act is just the best. Did you watch his documentary? No, I heard about it though. He's a wild man. Yeah, it's on Hulu, and you know the the guy that did the documentary. You know, he was with him for a few years on on doing that, 
and you know he's supposed to be you know dying of cancer and you know it turns out that that may not be the case um and he's just he's just saying that to um get sympathy or whatever but man man he, he's done he's done more cocaine in his life than um i think uh 30 other people who did a lot of cocaine <laughs> <laughs> to be in the cocaine olympics yeah yeah maybe that's the cure for cancer is you just <laughs> douse it in cocaine every day who yeah. knows yeah wow yeah i've I, i've been meaning to see that i've uh, i've heard good things about it um but yeah i i haven't seen a lot of big acts in person uh i saw i saw mark norman in ann arbor he was great um, that was before I really even knew who he was, too. Uh, I was really bummed. Uh, Sean Patton came through town, and everybody got to see him but me. I got to hang out with him, which was cool, but I didn't just see him until I saw a little bit of his stuff online. But I had to work mm -hmm. that night, and all my friends went and hung out with him and got to see his show. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping to bring more people here. Just find yeah. the famous people I like and be like, come here, and then I can watch you. Yeah, that's <laughs> you cool. Know? Yeah, you need. Um, if you got a Twitter account, tw uh, tweet to Norman that he needs to do my podcast. I've been bugging him. I even put a video together to come on, and he he's dodging me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he's one of the ones. Uh, I word on the street is that Norman likes to ski, so I'm gonna try to maybe oh. coax him out here at some point in time. Yeah, there you we'll go. See. <laughs> I have to bring you out too. Yeah, it's great that you do the podcast there because. Uh, once you snare them, then you can corner them to do the podcast too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it usually works out fine. We're like, you know, cause there's not like there's, I don't want to say there's not a lot to do here. Cause there is, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff to do here, but if you get done skiing and you're just hanging out, waiting to go to a bar at night, I'll just be like, Hey, you want to come be on my podcast for an hour, yeah. half an hour? And like, uh -huh. sure. And I just got, I just, uh, I basically set my, my room up here to be a, uh, 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 studio with I got like soundproof tiles and I got a green screen for shooting some videos and things. Mm. I got some projects coming up. Um, so yeah, we're like, come on over, we'll give you a beer. We can talk for thirty minutes. And most <laughs> of them are like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. So uh, works out pretty well. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, as far as uh, what you've got going on, as far as social media and stuff like that, where where can people find the Steamboat Comedy page and all that? Sure. Um, we have a Twitter, but uh, no one updates it. By no one, I mean I don't update it. Uh, <laughs> but there's, we have uh, SteamboatComedy.com is is uh, the website uh, that links to our YouTube page and a lot of other things. Mm. Um, YouTube page is good, but we pretty pretty active on uh, Instagram, especially and our Facebook page. If you want to find our events and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just it's all at Steamboat Comedy. Okay. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And the podcast Instagram, is everywhere too. Yeah. I found that Instagram's really kind of the the big deal now. It seems yeah. seems to be the one that gets the most uh likes and people actually see the stuff. Yeah, it's just it's it's um very digestible, if you yeah. will. Like it's it's it doesn't take a lot of update, you just take a silly picture. It's easy to get stuff out. It's easy yeah. for people to just look at it and be like, oh, oh, and they get everything they need and then scroll to the next dopamine hit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, Instagram is probably what we do the most. Um, and then if there's like more like 
announcements, that kind of thing is going to be on uh, the Facebook page as well. Mm. Cool. I just like the Facebook page today. I found it and liked it. Well, thank you, sir. What about you? Where can our listeners uh, find your stuff? Um, I'm at, well, first of all, I'm on all the apps and I'm on the btbpc.com because I couldn't get the behind the bits uh, uh, URL because somebody already had it. They didn't have a website, but they had it. So it's the btbpc.com. And that links to all my socials. Uh, everything is um, at behind the bits, except for my Twitter is the btbpc. So, um, and I'm, I'm pretty active on all of them. I actually, right now, I'm combining the behind the bits YouTube. I'm putting this stuff on there, and I'm also putting on some of my uh, comedy stuff, too. Nice. Cool, man. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing it and checking it out. I, uh, the last, uh, podcast you did, double check those guys' names. Um, oh, I mean, it was the, the one before that with, uh, uh, big Bova and big urn, those guys. Yeah. They were, they were funny. Those yeah. funny dudes. Yeah. I really like that podcast. That took a shitload of editing. I'll tell you, uh, because everybody was cutting out. Yeah. I, I had, I had like, 30 seconds of silence and that that one, it was it was i had about an hour and a half recorded and i think i took it down to like 48 minutes uh by the time i edited out everything you couldn't hear <laughs> mm-hmm. oh geez yeah i definitely spent a lot of time editing podcasts i don't as much anymore i'm just like because i used to go through and like cut out all the ums and the likes and even yep. all of that stuff yep. but now i don't give a shit either. people can hear me say um you know yep. that's how i talk the They're worst, the worst was, uh, oh, I, I tried to, uh, we invited our buddy Robbie Bernstein from New York. He came out here to do a show, did a podcast with us, but we, we didn't do it until after our big show. We did it like midnight because he's leaving the next morning. Mm. We're all hammered. And I started trying to talk politics and just random shit. And I, I swear to God, I've, I've never wanted to like, hurt myself so badly <laughs> as the next day listening to it again i was like yeah. i am such a fucking idiot and yeah. I, I i probably cut out at least an hour of it it was uh, so at least i mean it felt like an hour it's probably only 20 minutes <laughs> god damn now now i just try to be not hammered going in and then it saves me a lot afterwards, yeah you know? <laughs> yeah i've i've cut i've cut some of my stuff out i very rarely cut out anything a guest says unless uh they ask me to but uh yeah i let it go i have found this service called descript um that you can upload your podcast to and it uh does a uh transcription but it finds all the ums and you can just delete them and it's like one fell swoop oh shit yeah that's pretty and nice I, guess, I think it's only 10 bucks a month i haven't actually subscribed yet um i'm uh actually doing free accounts because i give you two hours of uh free stuff and i'm just doing free accounts with all my different emails right now <laughs> there you go just make infinity emails behind yeah. the bits one behind the bits two behind the bits three yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool what would you say it was called again descript yeah nice. it's D-E and script and i the funny thing is, is I, my, the first one I loaded in there, there was 348 ums and I, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So I'm oh, trying, um, that's I'm trying very hard not to say it anymore. 
<laughs> it's a it's a habit I've been trying to the ums and the likes. Likes yep. when I listen to myself, especially as soon as you start to notice it, you can't unhear it, and you'll hear people. I was I was just floating down the river and I passed this girl and she goes she's like like uh, and it was like you know like uh, and they liked this and like and like it was like that and I was like I was like there was more likes than there was not likes in that sentence right. like it's yeah. it's insane so yeah I've been trying really hard to cut those out but it's it's easier said than done yeah we'll see and the, the nice thing about that program is you know if you're getting any better or not you know, yeah if there it's you go less than three hundred forty eight then I'm getting a little better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had a goal to go down 20 yeah. likes per show. Yeah. That's the way to do it. <laughs> and I think they have updated it. Uh, there was an update that came up that you can highlight uh, certain words besides um. So it, it's it's worth it to check out because it spits out spits out the stuff and it's seamless. It doesn't even look like you edited the stuff out. And that's a lot easier than going through every second and saying, okay, I don't like this. I don't like that. And taking it out. Yes. But of course, if you did it there, you would just say, I don't this, I don't that. Yeah. So call your likes yeah. Mm-hmm. Ruin all your similes, turn them into metaphors. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, I got to get going boss. Um, this has been great. Love. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Fun. Uh, yeah. And We'll send all the Steamboat Comedy listeners your way uh, behind the bits. Check it out. Um, like I was saying before, checking out your previous episodes. Really funny stuff. Uh, I got to check the one with Mark Masters, too. Uh, he's, our, he's a buddy. He uh, Every time we put out a podcast, he'll send me a text. He's like, oh, great job. So I'm like, thanks, Mark. And yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to direct people his way. Uh, he's just one of those guys. He's so enthusiastic about comedy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. You know what I mean? It's good energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's another one that started later in life, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How old did you say you were when you started? Fifty. That's pretty good. Nice round number. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Fifty-six and not a whole lot better, but uh, I, I was getting there right before the Rona. Yeah. Right. Well. <laughs> When it comes down to it, you can always just blame coronavirus. That's yeah, no doubt. All right, <laughs> Kyle. Well, it was great talking to you. Uh, as we said, I'll just send you this audio stuff, and we can edit it down the way we want to then. Sounds good. And I'll say, too, for uh, for the Steamboat Comedy listeners, don't forget to check out our page. We have a free outdoor comedy show coming up with our buddy Pat Truer at the uh, Yampa River Botanic Garden. Uh, it's going to be great. We're doing two shows. It's free, but because of the Rona, uh, we're only allowed to have 63 people per show because okay. I only have to space them out. Mm-hmm. So uh, it doesn't cost you anything, but you got to sign up ahead of time to reserve a spot or at least okay. guarantee you one. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Kyle. Thank you, Scott. We got to do this again. Just let me know anytime you want. Yeah. Have, ha- have a great rest of your day. It's, uh, it's earlier there. It's uh, almost five o'clock here. Yep. Yeah. It's only three here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good one, Kyle. Thanks a lot. All right. You too, brother. We'll see you next time. Rain or shine. It's here to make you laugh. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast. It's the Steamboat Comedy Podcast.